Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao success in life comes when you simply refuse to give up on a mission so strong that obstacles like failure and loss only act as motivation i mean like no one has the power to shatter your dreams unless you get something telling me to stop. I never do that in the name of love until I've given it my all and it just ain't enough. See, even if it's getting realer than they say it was, straight enough. Who's afraid of what players get involved? No, you work hard till you're better off 24 7. The weekend may have ended, but your 2017 WWE Class of Champions pay-per-view review is now in session. It's your host with the most, Mr. Package Power Driver himself, Val, along with my guest today, all the way from Jay's Corner, Mr. Jay Rance. How you doing, man? I'm chilling, brother. I want an epic nickname. (laughs) I got you. I got you. Can I call you Super Kick Sunday? Uh, oh, yeah, I like that one, Super Kick Sunday, yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you that moniker from now I'm on. A, Mr. I'm Super a, Kick Sunday. I'm a young bucket all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, we're not here to talk about the young bucks and straight WWE. But before we get started with our review and analysis of the pay-per-view, I want to give a little shout-out to a wrestling organization I went to this weekend, Championship Wrestling from Arizona, which you can actually... Watch on AZTV Channel 7 on Saturday nights at 1 a.m. And My18 on Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. This was a great event. It uh, was main evented by the Arizona State Champion, Mr. Puerto Rican Nightmare from Brooklyn himself, Gino Rivera, taking on Mr. Lemonade himself, Fresh Squeeze, Manny Lemons, (laughs) in a classic main event that you guys should definitely watch. You can reach him on Facebook and Twitter at Championship Wrestling Arizona. It was a fun event. I hope everybody out there in the Arizona community checks them out. Support your local wrestling, brother. Man, if those names don't captivate you, I don't know what will. I I got intrigued. I wish I was in Arizona. (laughs) Man, if those names don't intrigue you, man, you got Miracle Mike, you got... Um, you got the Hawaiian Lion, you got the Navajo Warrior, you got so many things out there that you could kind of deep dive into. Um, hey, 
You even have some of the best mic work today, Mr. Avalon. And if you want to get your meditation on, you can watch your man Thomas Say as well, too. So, yeah, plenty of people you can watch there at Championship Wrestling from Arizona. Get at your boys. They're fun. They're for the family. Come check it out. <laughs> Wait, real, real quick. My fault. Sorry to cut you off completely. Do they got like a... Uh, you said on Facebook, right? They post up materials and stuff like that? Because it sounds pretty damn epic. Like, I'm intrigued. Definitely, definitely. You can reach them All on right, Twitter at Championship Wrestling from Arizona and as well as on Facebook, too, at Championship Wrestling from Arizona. On Instagram uh-huh. as well, too, Championship Wrestling from Arizona. Definitely will check that out, man. Sorry to cut you off. Don't nah, brother. Me. Nah, brother. We got to <laughs> plug these plugs, man. But yeah. let's get down to the nitty gritty. The WWE had a pay-per-view this weekend, man. Mm-hmm. It did. Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Good, it was good. the last pay-per-view of 2017. And did it go out with a bang? Did it fall on flat? Why don't you just give me um uh, your feels for the whole thing together? Like you don't have to get in depth with it, but just yeah. give me your feels for it. I felt um how can I put this? Just to sum it up in one word, um, one emotion or a, a phrase, um, slow, but it finished well. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. Like it, it, it started kind of meh, but it meh. Then it, as it went on, it, it, it peaked a little bit, and it, it wasn't bad at all. You like, know, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I totally. I feel like they had slow. Like it, the matches started slow. But they mm-hmm. all found their groove somehow, mm-hmm. somehow throughout the middle or to the latter of the portion. Yes. It started getting excited. Maybe if, unless maybe one or two matches kind of fell flat for me. But the rest mm-hmm. kind of were firing all cylinders once they started finding a groove. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I feel the same way. That's how, like, the all you could say all matches were kind of on that level where they started slow and they just peaked mid towards the end you know maybe one or two fell flat probably i have just one in my opinion that fell flat you know but overall it was a a decent event which um surprisingly i would say that because i haven't enjoyed an event like that in a while no definitely definitely let's get started with the first match of the night we won't get into pre-shows because i know you don't care about mojo Rowley versus zach (laughs) Ryder. but we'll get into the nitty-gritty right here the united states championship match the first title match for the clash of the champions we got Mm -hmm. dolph ziggler taking on baron corbin the champion taking on glorious bobby Roode. how'd you feel about this match brother you see this when this opened it, it was a good match to open, in my opinion. I was like, okay, this is a great match to open, you know, because it was kind of a match. I mean, I felt it was kind of rushed in a way, but then with the result, I was like, really, this is how the pay-per-view is going to go? Because I was, I was extremely disappointed in this match. I was really? Like, let's, let's, yeah, I was. I was. I mean, the performance was great. The result. That's, that's where I was a little bit like, okay, um... No, <laughs> like, you get what I'm saying? Like, performance is great from all three guys. You know what you're going to get from Corbin. You know what you're going to get from Rude. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Ziggler, you know? But, I mean, the result, I'm not happy with the result. I don't know. Like, I just feel that it was a great match. I mean, of course, you know, the obvious was either for Corbin to retain or Bobby Rude to win it. But Bobby's not getting a strap anytime soon, you know, because it's too soon. But... I mean, I say I'm disappointed with the result because Ziggler has been kind of stale, and Ziggler for me is a wrestler that 
should have gotten the pink slip a while ago. Now you're just trying to repackage him and do this little dark, ominous Ziggler. You get what I'm saying? And let's put the strap on him. I don't know. I mean, it, I'm just real picky. I'm not happy with the results, bro, honestly. And no, you know, I, I'm yeah. a Corbin fan, so. You know. I, I had a feeling because I knew you were a Corbin and a Ziggler fan at, at the same time, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can see that where this match had a couple of tropes. Uh, especially, I, I hate when you see a match or like a triple threat or a fatal four way where they do the the tower doom spot where it's just a power bomb into the suplex. Yeah, I think that's always suplex. played out. But the mm-hmm. same token, I think Bobby Roode is over like Rover right now. I think Ziggler still performs great in these type of matches you know spot mm-hmm. fest crazy doing the high risk maneuvers mm-hmm. um and corbin just being the big brute it kind of meshed together pretty well oh. i love the sequence at the end with um uh, rube hitting the the impaler ddt mm-hmm. then corbin about to take him out then he reverse that comes back in for the pin something happens and then Corbin was about to hit the end of days when Ziggler gets a zigzag at the same time. That sequence right mm. there, how many times they planned that and practiced that, I don't know, but it was just beautiful to see. And surprising to see, given the strap to Ziggler, who I think doesn't need it right now, but it's a surprise no. and no. maybe it's something for Ziggler to do in the next couple no. of weeks. Man, I'm telling you, I saw that result and I was like, well, I know how this pay-per-view is going to go. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess if if it had to change, of course, the obvious one was to win um, Ziggler. But I'm just not happy with the result because, I mean, I feel that Baron Corbin has got screwed over royally just with the money in the bank cash in. You get what I'm saying? Just with that. And then you you take away the title from him. Like, I just feel like he's just getting screwed around. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know who he pissed off, but just with the failure of the cashing in to then this now, I, I, I'm not happy with it. That's just my opinion, though. I mean, sequence and performance, sorry if I cut you off, sequence and performance was great in the ring, you know, but the result, and like I, like you said, I, I was going to touch on that, you know, it kind of, that um end of days with the zigzag kind of had like a little total elimination feel in it my did. opinion. <laughs> yeah, so, but that was cool to see. My, my opinion here, um, mm. I think because Ziggler has nothing to do and he's trying to do his whole heel persona, it hasn't really caught on whatsoever, but the crowd was really invested in him because I think the crowd still loves Ziggler for the wrestling aspect. Maybe not for the character, but they love the fact that when he actually gets some kind of a push, it feels like their guy finally gets it. Because, sorry to cut you off, because I I feel that way to a certain extent because, you know, I was a Ziggler fan. I mean, I'm still kind of a little bit, but... They, I feel like the crowd is still invested in him because he's that wrestler that never really made it or got that push. Because you remember, WWE moved on without him. Exactly. those injuries that he suffered. You know, because I remember when he cashed in and that the, the freaking house fell in that Raw after that WrestleMania, you know. Yeah, against then, Del Rio. Yeah, against Del Rio. So, you know, that's why I still feel the fans are invested with him because it's kind of like that. Hey, he was that guy for us, but he just never made it because, you know, the WWE just, which kind of, was, you know, effed up where they just moved on without him. I mean, I understand, but still, you know, because he was kind of supposed to be the face of the company at that time. You get what I'm saying? So, but I don't know. I guess that's why they still have a soft spot for Ziggler. But I feel that Ziggler, is, they just, he doesn't have much to do, honestly, right now, in my opinion. I don't want to talk bad about him because I am a fan. He does put on great performances. He is a great performance performer. He does take some amazing bumps and sells moves. Exactly. I mean, I don't know, man. And I want to touch on two other things. I'll touch on Rude as the last thing, but I'll touch Mm -hmm. on Corbin because I know you like him. 
Me yeah. personally, I just don't see the it factor for Baron Corbin just yet. I don't see uh, maybe his his attitude and his mic work has got a lot better since being on SmackDown. I think he has the, gotten a lot better though. You have to give him that. Yeah, his moveset has gotten a lot better. That mm-hmm. choke slam into the backbreaker is pretty awesome. The yeah. same token though, he doesn't scream world champion. He doesn't scream like he doesn't even scream like a like a badass villain. Like, if I were to put, like... Why, well, why do you feel like that? That he doesn't scream badass villain? What is it that you feel that he just doesn't have the if factor? I feel like there's something that is not intimidating about Baron Corbin. He <laughs> he looks like a bartender <laughs> at, like, a grungy <laughs> bar that sells you, like, Miller Lite and tells you that's all we got. Deal with it. That's like that's what he reminds me of, man. He doesn't look like someone that's like like when you look at the people in in WWE right now. Samoa Joe looks intimidating. Braun Strowman looks intimidating. Um, you even go down the line. Hell, freaking Glenn Jacobs could look more intimidating. Corbin just he looks like he he was a reject out of Metallica. The, the fifth incarnation of Metallica. And I feel <laughs> like... I'm sorry, man. And I feel like he has yeah. to do something maybe even dastardly or just do yeah. something. Because in NXT, it's hard to cut you off, his uh-huh. thing to get over was just making fun of the smart marks. You know, making fun of people who like ROH or Dragon's Gate mm-hmm. or things like that. Saying that, you know, I came here first without even having to go through those people. So yeah. that was his gimmick. I feel like he should go back to that. Because this whole, like... Lone wolf, I walk alone like God smack. I don't know, man. <laughs> that's the thing, you know, to touch on Corbin, that's the thing where I get what you're saying. He's not intimidating where you see um other characters like a Braun, a Brock, uh, a Samoa Joe, you know, a Undertaker, whatever, what you say. Um, He's a lot smaller than those guys, number one. Number two, I feel it's his gimmick is very detrimental to him because he kind of has a Elias Samson lone wanderer gimmick. But even Elias Samson looks more diesel than this dude, man. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, his body, his, his, his frame, yeah. Maybe he, he could put on a little bit of weight. I mean, a little bit of muscle mass, you know, definitely to look more intimidating. I feel he, he doesn't need to do that, though. I feel, my opinion, I feel that one is the gimmick that's detrimental to him. And two, I've always said that, like, I've told you about Del Rio and I said about Elias Sampson. They need that one villainous act to get over. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? As Del Rio's was, I think, when he beat the crap out of Ricardo, his um, his, his little lackey, yeah. I think it was. You know, he needs that one villainous act to get over him and to get him over. And it's just not happening. And the fact that, you know, he doesn't have charisma, I guess, some people, they just see him bland, you know? It's there is something that they need to do with him, like or just give him that one villainous, villainous act, you know. Just go, okay, this dude's a badass now. You get what I'm saying? Or Definitely. Maybe he needs that, you know. I thought the John Cena thingy was gonna get him over. It really didn't help him, mm. but I just guess he needs to go for like the biggest, baddest dude and just hit him with the end of days, which I would fucking lose my 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 shit if he just hit that on Brock or something. Or even but... a stable could help him out right now. <laughs> Yeah, something, something, something. He just needs a little push, though, man. But I get what you're saying, though. And then, to cap it off, Bobby Roode. Um, here's my thing about Bobby Roode. I've been a Bobby Roode fan since day one. Mm-hmm. Since the lone days of Team Canada and, and TNA. Yeah. <laughs> but the same token, he's always been better as a heel. 
and mm-hmm. coming out of NXT as the top heel to debut on SmackDown as a babyface, even though he has a crowd with him, that's great. I feel his character hasn't improved. He's just the guy that comes out in a robe on SmackDown, mm-hmm. says glorious, and that's it. At least in NXT, he was, you know, being that dastardly heel, cursing out people, saying he works for Wall Street, saying people yep. are below him, you know, taking that gimmick he had in TNA and just upping it up a notch in NXT. Now he's just a guy that comes out in a robe, smiles, and you expect to cheer because he has a great song. And mm-hmm. as much as I, I love to see Bobby Roode getting over right now on the main roster, I feel that's detrimental to his character because there's only so much that can take you. There's no real glass ceiling for you at that point because you're just a guy that smiles a lot. Look at freaking Apollo mm-hmm. Crews. That's Apollo <laughs> Crews' gimmick right there. He comes out, smiles, waves at people, and loses. That's the last thing I yeah. want for Bobby Roode. I, I, I can't wait for the heel turn. I know it's going to happen you know, down the line, down the future, but... I feel maybe coming into it as a heel, he would have had a little bit more steam coming in. And maybe the feuds would have been a little bit better because I felt like his feuds with Ziggler and even with Corbin as well, too, have fallen a little flat. Mm-hmm. They definitely did. And where they effed up, like you always sit here and say, and we always say in every wrestling fan, once they take these dudes and put them on the main roster, they just eff them over and... So, like you said, to debut him as a face and have him as a face is mm-hmm. just really bad to his career. Because, not career, I mean to his uh, to his push right now on the main roster. Because it's like, it's like you said, how far can you go? How far will the twirling of the hands? You know, yesterday he looked like a little wacky inflatable tube man. He came out, <laughs> honestly, I was laughing. You know, how long will that get you over those little glitz and glamour with the robe? It's true. So you have to, you know, do the heel change on him because at, it's. It's going to happen down the line, but to save him, you know, not saying that he needs any saving, but on they have to do it quick, in my opinion, because he'll fall flat, he'll fall boring, and people will get tired of Bobby Roode. Yeah, Mania is coming up, and the last thing you want is a cheesy face that has no story for Mania. Most of the people mm-hmm. that are going to have storylines in Mania are the top heels right now, so mm-hmm. hopefully something happens before yeah. Mania, some kind of switch happens. He'll probably be in an Andre the Giant battle. I don't want it. I don't want it. He deserves more than that, man. But the way him, Finn, and a couple other people on the roster right now are looking, they look like they're data royal driven right now, man, unfortunately. That's that's another guy. I don't want to rant about that, but that... Bro, Finn, come on. Like, what, what the heck, you know? That's another guy that has... Felt so stagnant with that face change, man. I don't know, bro. SmackDown would have done him justice because at least he would have had an audience that would have respected his size and his Mm -hmm. athleticism. Um, I feel like Raw has too many big heads right now, especially with Strowman and Joe and Roman. Sorry for cutting you off. This is the problem with Raw. This is why I don't watch Raw to a certain extent because Raw is the same repetitive mashup. Roman, Roman, Braun, Roman, Brock, Joe, this, that. Rollins, you know, it's just those same primetime players getting to play. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he definitely would have fit better in a SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But as we move on to the, with the Clash, we have the second title fight of the, mat, of the night. It is the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The Usos defend their champions. Ships against Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, the New Day and... Rusev and Aiden English in a fatal four-way tag team match. Let me just start off with this. The way this match mm-hmm. started off, I did not like. 
all four teams in the ring, mm-hmm. just like one competitor each from each team. It's in the ring started off kind of just like, mm-hmm. I don't know, showing off like I could do better than you. You know, anything you could do, I could do better. Mm-hmm. It that fell flat. It wasn't until everybody just got into the ring, went tornado tag status that this match mm-hmm. really picked up, in my opinion. What, how did you feel about this match? You see, I, I, I'm on the other end of the spectrum against you. I, I enjoyed that. Really? Like, yeah, I enjoyed that because it had like a little Fatal 4 feel to it, you know, Fatal 4 way feel to it. And just like the whole aspect, because I like that, you know, you can only tag your tag name, whatever, you know, that that was cool to start it off. But it should have just started off as a wild match from the jump. If you're going to do that, you have to just start crazy. You get what I'm saying? Right. If you're going to do that, you're going to have to start crazy because I feel that, yeah, it started like that. I was waiting for it to start crazy, but then the match kind of started you know, slowly progressing into it. Um, but great match nonetheless, though. But I, I was a fan of that. <laughs> I got to give my eulogy of the week. It seems like this is a weekly thing right now. <laughs> you know, the week was Alistair Overeem. This week, Aiden English, I think, has his neck broken in half after that yeah. German suplex that Chad Gable gave him, man. I thought the dude was dead. <laughs> you know what? Yes, shout out to Chad Gable, man. He stole the show in that match. And <laughs> yeah, when he hit that eight in English German, I, I had to do a double take. I was like, oh my God, we just witnessed murder yes! once again. You know, I was like, he ended him. And yeah, definitely, definitely, it looked vicious. When he just went on that splurge of German suplex, I, I, I loved it. He, he stole the show, in my opinion. And then when he hit Biggie with it, I was like, oh man, bro, Gable, you just. You just became a star right here in this match. You get I what don't I'm know, man. Nothing cut you off. The stars yeah. of the match for me were my man Aiden English and Rusev. From beginning <laughs> to end, they the, the freaking Rusev day, the, the 12 days of Rusev had Bro. me rolling. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's just so weird. The thing is, the, they, the WWE always pairs up these weird tag teams because they probably don't know what to do with these players individually. But I, I just can't get into this whole Rusev and Aiden English thing, man. It it just looks so sus. Like, I don't I don't know. I, I just can't get into it, bro, honestly. Like, I could have got into the, you know, I got into the Heath Slater and Rhino. That was cool because it was funny. But this, you know, on the 12th day of Rusev. <laughs> Come on, oh, eight matchka kicks. That was hilarious. <laughs> maybe it's me. I like Aiden English because I want to see him succeed because he's such a different character. I mean, yeah. putting somebody in a headlock and just doing some opera acapella while doing yeah. that is hilarious. But I don't know. I don't know if they have legs to make a run of the division. I no, think it's just something for both of them to do right now. I think mm-hmm. Rusev is heavily underutilized for his Definitely. talent, but his comedy is on point, man. If he looks at his second career as an actor, both of them, they could go yeah. right into it, man. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I that That's what it is. You know, they don't know what to do with them, and they're being underutilized individually because, like you said, Aiden English is a different talent. And you got Rusev. Rusev, Rusev is a great talent, you know? Not saying that Aiden is not. But Rusev is under, under, underutilized, and it sucks that they have to pair him in these tag teams. Maybe, I mean, we can see if they have the Sheamus and Cesaro effect because at first that that wasn't clicking, but then they clicked. You know, you True. can sit here and you can sit here and look at Cesaro and Sheamus like an actual tag team now, as before they were just like, okay, they just threw them together. You get what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Well, speaking about people that are thrown together, how do you feel about your boy Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin tag team? Have you felt that Shelton Benjamin has made a presence in his second go at WWE? 
No, actually, he hasn't, in my opinion. I feel that he hasn't. He, I was so amped and pumped when I heard that he was returning because I honestly thought I was going to see him as a singles competitor. That, that's why I feel that he hasn't really made an uh, impact or a presence in his second going because they have him as a tag team, uh, as a tag team player, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel that he's great as a tag team, you know, but I feel that as a single uh, competitor, he shines, you know? So I definitely I feel that he hasn't really made any impact on this. Is the tag team cool? Yeah, but we're still not straying away from team angle and anything like that. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. It's still that it's still that same team angle feel and stuff like that. So really hasn't made an impact. How do you feel about his return? Uh same thing. I feel and this is no offense to Jason Jordan or Shelton Benjamin, but I feel like in that tag team, Vince in his eyes said, Well, we could replace one black guy for another. <laughs> legit legit oh, man because yeah. you know vince yeah. is a goon like that and i felt like yeah we could make this whole weird uh illegitimate child thing happen with jason jordan for no reason on raw uh but chad gable oh, he still needs a, cha- uh, a tag team partner who are you do but shelton <laughs> it works <laughs> hey hey this is the guy that wanted to name that 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 pms squad with the page and mandy <laughs> and the, 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 he's a weird individual but i i I get what you're saying and i mean it kind of sucks i I don't know if i'm it kind of sucks that i mean solo wise i feel that gable wouldn't get as far but i feel i don't want to sound messed up but i feel that gable's holding benjamin back you know i don't know why they brought him back yeah you really feel that way i mean yeah because Benjamin is a single player. He shines, bro. He was, you know, the golden standard, remember, and all that stuff. And he was the one flying off the, the money in the bank ladder, you know, doing everything. You know, he. it sounds a little bit harsh, but I just feel that he, he's being he's holding him back a little bit. If, mm. if, 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 if you want Benjamin, if, if you're a fan of Benjamin, and I'm going to say it, if you want Benjamin to have a legit second run in WWE, he needs to let go of Gable. They need to separate him. He's not going to do nothing with Gable, honestly. Will they get a shot at the titles? Yeah, they will make a run at the titles. Will they make a a legit tag team um, better than the Usos? Hell no. There's nothing better than the Usos right now, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I, definitely. You know, I love this second run for the Usos right now, this heel turn. Usos all the way, and if they take the straps off the Usos, they, they're stupid. Oh, to me, disagreeing with you on this part, I feel that mm. Benjamin's holding Gable back. Because really? I, well, I, mean, I mean, Benjamin has already done his thing, exactly. so I can see why you're saying. And yeah. I think Gable has a lot of room as a heel, as that all-American heel that's like almost like a Bob Backlund in a way, if they mm. really pushed him that way. Uh, even small. You know what? Bob Backlund was... Small. You know what? We live in a world where small... It, it depends on what brand you're at. I really feel like mm. if Finn Balor was on SmackDown, he'd be champion already. So I could say the same mm. thing about Chad Gable. I think Chad Gable's a little bit taller than Finn Balor as well, too. A little bit more stockier as well, too, which helps him. And his wrestling pedigree mm. is, is immaculate. So I feel that yeah. he really has a shot to maybe run as, you know, for at least six months as U.S. champion and make <laughs> that his thing right there. That's what I was going to say. You see, if you want, okay, I, I, I agree with you. Benjamin already had his run. Benjamin did his thing. I just, you know, it, it was a little bit harsh. I'm just a Benjamin fan, you know. Exactly. Back, I feel he's not doing nothing. But that would be perfect, like you said. Put him as the All-American heel. Make him a snob, you know. Um, even give him, like, uh, those little um, those little Scott Steiner varsity jackets. There you, you know, go. That, 
give him that, just make him the uber prick and throw the U.S. title on him. And that's it. And you got a great heel, you know? That that would be freaking epic, you know? Oh, yeah. Just make him, like you said, the snob. I'm better than you. Put him and Liv Morgan together uh, as his little valet. I think they can make a real shot at, at something mm-hmm. great. Uh, Liv look, Morgan. Um, you know, I think out of the whole Riot Squad, I think Liv Morgan is the one to least succeed. And I'll say this, because wrestling-wise, she's the worst out of all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, her gimmick now, she switched her gimmick because Carmella already has that gimmick on SmackDown. So now she's mm-hmm. doing this Harley Quinn kind of gimmick on SmackDown, which, which Alexa Bliss has. Bliss has, exactly, which is freaking stupid. I saw that yesterday. I was like, really? So it's like she's kind of lost in translation now. I think maybe after this whole Riot Squad is done, putting her with somebody, maybe as a Chad Gable, as a valet or a manager, just, you know, like a, like his cheerleader in a way. I know as sappy as that sounds, but if you want to go with the Scott <laughs> Steiner angle with the jacket, might as well have a little cheerleader to go with him as well, too. I think she'll play that blonde Barbie character real well with him. She, she would, she would. I, I just feel that... <sighs> she, I... I... I don't know, man. I feel like she's an Eva Marie, honestly. Ooh, I mean, she, wow. she, she wrestles better than Eva Marie, yeah, she but does. <laughs> it, it's just they're not going to know what to do her. She's just a pretty face. Yeah. Look look at, no no offense, look at the gimmick. How how far did that Princess of Staten Island gimmick get Carmella? Nowhere. They had to throw her in a one piece showing her cheeks for her to make an impact. You get yeah, what I'm saying? It's tough. So it, it, and then now you're going to give them a gimmick where she's always going to be in Alexa Bliss's shadow. No matter what, they're always going to say, hey, Alexa Bliss. Exactly. Know? So you can't give her to Princess Staten Island. You give her this gimmick. She's already in the shadow. So they don't know what to do with her right now. You know, until they find that perfect gimmick, hey, maybe that little valet will be kind of cool. Well, to bring things full circle, when is it a match? Usos defeating um, all these teams with the super kick and then the Uso splash, um, showing that mm-hmm. they are the the guards the the wardens of the uso penitentiary penitentiary <laughs> so, what was that was it what day 12 lockdown <laughs> day 13 lockdown i think they have legs for another like 6 months it's just they need the tag teams to make a fresh impact yeah no definitely they they need to surround them with the competition that's the thing. And if the best you could surround them is with Rusev seven, eight in English, then, you know, it, 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 how does that saying go? You're only strong as your last competitor or something like that. I don't even know how the saying goes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, right now, um, ooh, uh, um, it, it would probably be Benjamin because I, I was going to say this other tag match, but I don't want to talk about that right now. But definitely it would be Benjamin and Gable, honestly, the best uh, team to make a run at them. I agree with you what you were going to say in the first hand, but we'll yeah. get to that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, to actually start where my my disagreement on this pay-per-view started was this next match here. Um, this was for the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, a lumberjack match, if you will, as well, too, against champion Charlotte Flair taking on Natalia. Uh, I don't know how I felt about this match, only because of the fact that I've seen these two girls really tear the house down in NXT to actually see this match transpire mm-hmm. the way it did, it felt like a slap in the face, in my opinion. How did you feel? Yeah, I agree with you, because I've seen them in NXT have way better matches. So seeing this type of work is just so lackluster, just so blah, slap in the face. It, it, it's, it's sad, because 
women wrestling is better in NXT. You know, mm-hmm. and when you watch women wrestling over here, it's like, this is what we get. You know, they had an epic match, you know, that submission versus submission match yeah. a while back, you know, where Flair and Bret Hart came out. Great match. And to see this, it, it's a slap in the face. I felt like this match is very sloppy, very poor, not work-wise, but um, just story-wise. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It, it was just a weird match. I, I couldn't get into it because then you had the Lumberjack. Then That's what it was. It, it was just really... Yeah. Not to cut you off, that's what it really pissed mm-hmm. me off because, all right, I get you're trying to push the Riot Squad and I guess you're trying to get mm-hmm. all the other females in the locker room in this match as well too to make it a big thing. Mm-hmm. But, all right, in a Lumberjack match, you have to have some kind of even side going around here. And I felt it was mm-hmm. like the Riot Squad who's already a heel faction against the rest of the SmackDown women's roster who 90% are heels. And then the only face yeah. to be in this was Naomi, which felt out mm-hmm. of place. So every time we saw... Charlotte get knocked out the ring. She got pounced on by like nine females, and you yeah. couldn't even get a comeuppance for Natalia whatsoever because you had one face that just gave her a good slap and called it a day. I felt like it was uneven. I'm not too sure if Becky Lynch is injured or if there's other. I I I, I could have swore there was another mm-hmm. female on the SmackDown roster that was a face character as well too. But damn, if the only faces are Charlotte, freaking Naomi, and Becky Lynch, we got right, a problem yeah. over here. No, definitely, definitely. And that's what it was as well, because looking at the Lumberjacks, first of all, you got to be around all ring. I think it was just like two quadrants of the ring that was surrounded, (laughs) you know, and um, when they went out, it wasn't that mutual heel face, you know, where, um, hey, if you're going to beat up on Charlotte, you know, the face team comes out and will help Charlotte, stuff like that. It was just mayhem they were all just getting their hands on each other then it just went over the top when naomi uh, just flew over it, it, it was at this moment this is where the pay-per-view got a little sale for me i was like okay what's going on here and then with the whole i thought natalia was gonna retire yesterday i thought so uh, as well too yeah i thought she was gonna retire yesterday or i'm like okay maybe she might be taking a, a little break or something but when she i was like is she retiring right now so I, I just don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about this match. It's real weird because, like you said, you got the Riot Squad out there. They're trying to push it. Um, then you have just one freaking face. Th- then that awkward uh, fake bogus cash-in for a moment. That was just yeah. really awkward. Yeah, I was like, what's going on here? so obvious that you're not going to cash it in, but it's so weird the 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 vibes and the body language you get what i'm saying because if you're gonna make a, a bogus cash in you have to go in there stronger i don't know if it was this carmella not selling it well i don't know what it was but that was just like okay it was that, a lot that that, that didn't like if that was your moment to make this match exciting that just it failed yeah i mean the winner of the match was charlotte with the figure eight lock but definitely mm-hmm. with the carmella situation i think when they let go of james elworth even though he was useless a uh, body in, in the SmackDown roster. He was a useless paycheck. He did enhance her in some way. <laughs> he did. He he did. He did. But what I I still stand by. Okay, why do you think he enhanced her? I think when you have <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. When uh-huh. you have a more feminine man <laughs> and a more masculine chick, it kind of works that way. Um, as I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say like a dominatrix type freaking angle, but yeah. it, it kind of looked like that. It kind of looked like he was like, you know, submitting well, to, to her. 
Yeah, she had the chain around him. Like. So it kind of works. You know, you're just stripping this guy from everything manly, masculine that he can be. So, it, you know, usually we've seen this happen for how many women for the last 50 years in wrestling. So it was refreshing yeah. to see a chick do that to a guy, finally. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. This is a quick rant. Let me just inject <laughs> this in here. And I know you're going to find it funny because you said dominatrix since Natalia being in the match. I was thinking about the total divas with the dominatrix in the episode. Stop it. Like, <laughs> like that Tyson kid just got pissed off. Yeah, but... um. I don't know. I mean, I feel that he did nothing for her. The only thing that did something for her was that little onesie siglet suit that she has on. (laughs) Honestly, you know, hey, sex sells and she's an attractive woman. So I feel that's what's got her over. And that's why people want to see her now. I mean, you got a lot of fan pages. I was a Carmella fan. It's, you know, in NXT. But now I see her as a piece of meat and... I just really, I mean, you have people that want to see her, but for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. I mean, hey, she's eye candy, don't get me wrong, but for all the wrong reasons. And I, I don't know how I feel if she was to cash in or even be champion. And if she's going to cash in, it, it can't be anytime soon because she can't carry a, a division right now as a champion. I'm sorry. No, I'm not at the moment yeah. in time. Um, as we stray away from that... We kind of also get a little sour grapes in the pay-per-view as well, too. But it goes hand-in-hand when we're talking about the tag team division. This was mm-hmm. uh, um, the fashion... I'm going to call them the fashion police because I hate the fact that they're still calling them Breezango. I think they're desperately trying to get rid of that name, but WWE's not laying them. But yes, yeah. it's the fashion police taking on this gimmick. <laughs> the Bludgeon <Yeah>. Brothers. <laughs> How do you feel about this, bro? <laughs> Man, first of all, this this match was just it was another stale point. It was it and I feel bad for for all four competitors. Yes. Besides besides somewhat Eric Rowan, but I still feel bad for him because No, Eric, Eric Rowan's getting the best push of his life right now. He is, he is. I feel bad for them, all four of them. Um but first of all, what the what the heck was uh, Tyler Breeze wearing yesterday? Looking like I don't even know, bro. I was like, "What's he doing, boy? Like, yo, what's wrong with he you?" He got his Billy Gunn going on right now. <laughs> yeah. But um, this this was also uh, another stale point in the pay per view. Let's be honest. Um, now that we're talking about it, the two matches that were stale, stale for me was the women and this one. You know, even even though that I'm trying to get into this whole Bludgeon Brothers gimmick. No. Just for Luke Harper. I like Luke Harper. You know, I'm a Luke Harper fan. So, but it was just, it was really bad because also I I thought, you know, WWE knows how to F stuff up. I really thought they were going to let Brizongo win. I was like, you're trying to push the Bludgeon Brothers. Watch them let Brizongo win, bro. Why? (laughs) But, um, I mean, if you were trying to put the Bludgeon Brothers over as a beastly tag, no, it it did not help yesterday, their performance at all. Um, Where You saw that little uh, where um, Fandango was trying to throw Eric Rowan and he was just so strong that he just fell off. I was like, oh, what's going on here? But I, like I said, I feel bad for all four competitors, especially for Tyler Breeze, who was a great talent. And, um... Uh, Fandango individually, they're they're both great talents. That's why I feel bad for them with this whole fashion police thing, because I feel that Tyler Breeze could be making a great run at two hundred five. You know, definitely, like, you got a point yeah. there. You got a definite point there. Yeah, I feel that he could be making a great run at two hundred five, 
And um, as I, I don't know, I, I just really didn't know how to take this match either. I mean, you're trying to push the Bludgeon Brothers, but it just it was lackluster as well, honestly. You know, what upsets me is that you're trying to repackage this team, which needs no repackaging. Um, them together, Rowan and Harper, were beastly as the brothers in the Wyatt family. And I've seen mm-hmm. how far they can go. They have had classic matches with the Shield that just mm-hmm. brought the house down. So this wasn't like a coming out party for me. It was a gimmick coming out party, I guess. Yeah. And I definitely see where they're going. They're stealing from ROH because ROH has a tag team similar called War Machine. And mm. with the whole, you know, beards and Viking armor <laughs> looking. And it's just WWE trying to rip them off and whatnot. Now, do I feel like they're giving a lot of leg room for Rowan to kind of have like a mysterious, like, brute character finally? Yes, because you want to know why? The whole sheet mask, I'm a vineyard, did not fucking work whatsoever. And I felt <laughs> like they knew they had something special with Luke Harper, but they yeah. felt they... I, I don't know whether it was they, they felt like he was getting pushed too fast. I felt like either maybe his look was too similar to like a Mick Foley bruiser Brody. Um, and they were scared that that's not what they wanted their champion to be, what the people wanted to cheer for. So they yeah. stuck him back in the tag team division again, which sucks because out of both of them, Luke Harper is phenomenal. Yeah, Luke Harper is great, you know, and it kind of sucks where, like you said, he, he did get that push real quick because uh, they threw the icy strap on him yep. right, a little while back, and that rain did nothing for him. So, yeah, they definitely did push him a little bit fast. And with, with shout-out to Luke Harper, he looks amazing. Looking at him yesterday, he looks so slim. You saw him, and now definitely if he throws on a little bit of muscle mass and, I don't know, maybe – clean him up or something and just do something different. Hey, I love Luke Harper because you know he's a great talent in the ring. Rowan he, he's a great looks great too. He's uh, He's got more muscle, lost a lot of weight. He seems like he's trying to um, up his gimmick a little bit better now. Um, I, I can see a future for both of these guys if they separate mm-hmm. them again. But at the expense of uh, Breeze and Fandango, it kind of sucks because if anything, they deserve to be in that Fatal 4 match more than Rusev and Aiden English. I feel like they put yeah. the work in. I feel like this fashion files has been catching on for the past what five months. Yeah, and people have been enjoying the hell out of the fashion files, you know. So, so kind of sucks. But um, it, I, I, how far do you see this gimmick going, this Legend <laughs> Brothers? Because let's be honest, this, out of the match, this was supposed to be the star team. How do you see this? How far do you see this Legend Brothers gimmick going? Oh, they're gonna push it, and they're gonna push them as champions. I feel like. By WrestleMania season, at least uh, before yeah. WrestleMania or at Mania, we're going to see the Bludgeon Brothers take on the Usos and they're going to get the straps. As far as anything after that, though, it's difficult because unless they make it more realistic, they're not going to go far with this whole onesie gimmick with freaking red and black and I don't know what's going you- on and freaking rubber hammers coming out of the ring. With the epic Mjolnir. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing. Um, when I saw it, I was like, okay. When The first time I saw them, you know, cool. Yeah, I, I, I can get into this gimmick. You know, I like weird. You know, I like Luke Harper. You know, I like big, funky like that. Um, you, this, this, this gimmick screams McMahon jizzing in his pants. Of course. <laughs> like, honestly. Bludgeon. <laughs> yeah. Bludgeon. Yeah. Like, but... 
I, I see them getting far to a certain extent, but then I just see them falling flat. And um, I, 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 don't, I may be wrong, you know me, I just talk sometimes, but I, I feel like they'll have an ascension effect. I, I feel that they're not going to captivate Ooh. the crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel they're going to have an ascension effect because I feel they're not going to captivate the crowd because the crowd was dead when they were wrestling. You know, it could, it could have been, the, sorry for cutting you off, it could have been that the moves were not big and impactful, you know? Possibly. Um, but the crowd was dead. They were not reacting. Maybe one, ooh, you know. But after that, you didn't hear nothing. People were like, okay, bathroom break, piss break, whatever. And then when you, throw, when you threw them on the mic, if they had a mystique, if they captivated somebody at that time, once Eric Rowan said there will be more bludgeoning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any bludgeoning. <laughs> They might win me over with that line right there. <laughs> I was like, I don't want none of your questions, bro. I I'll take tears. that. <laughs> and then, like, when Luke Harper smacked them up, like you said, maybe he needs to feel more real, honestly. But I feel like they'll have an ascension effect, bro, because they're not captivating right now. Well, um, Bludgeon Brothers win. They go over within three minutes or less. So that happens there. Uh, we'll see what happens from that. But... This is where the pay-per-view gets picked up again, and this is, mm-hmm. a, you know, there's a theme for this here. There's a lot of tag team matches, I guess, for no reason, but it's okay. Yeah. This is um, the co-main event of the night, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the leaders of the Yep movement, taking on <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton, having an extreme pompadour for no reason in this match, but we'll get into that <laughs> later on. With Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan being the co-referees in the match, how do you feel about this? Uh, first of all, I just want to touch on that pompadour. I was saying that I was like, "Look at Randy Orton's little rockabilly look." I can't right now. No, rockabilly Orton needs to go away somewhere. Rockabilly Orton is great, man. I like rockabilly Orton. I can't. Um, how I feel, how I feel about this match, I felt fifty-fifty about this match. This match. Or I could even say, like, you know, um, this match started off real bad. For my, my, first of all... I think intentionally, uh, though. Huh? I think intentionally, though, not to cut oh, no, you yeah. off. No, yeah, definitely intentionally. It was... It was and I'm, I'm going to get to a question for you. Um, but intentionally, of course, it started off bad. But off the bat, to me, it starts off bad because you're stunting various careers. Oh, yes. Sammy, you know, Owens... Shinsuke Orton, he's done everything, so I'm not going to say Orton, but you're stunting three careers in this stunting match. Stunting that Pompadour. So you don't... <laughs> obviously. Which I feel... <laughs> Yo, he's stupid. But, um, yeah, it, that's... I, I did not like that. What I did like about... First of all, I did not like this match overall. The build-up, everything, you know, it was... I just feel this this match had one purpose, um, and, and I may be wrong because I don't know about his medical condition, but I feel it just had one purpose this match. But just to keep on going, it it, it stunting it stunting a few careers, um, sloppy as hell. It picked up midway the match, then it started getting good, um, and it I, I it's another match, and I'm kind of like, eh. um, these three stars, like I said, you know. I feel that the only thing that came out of this match is possibly, like I said, I don't know about his his things, his medical records or whatever. I feel like they were just trying to work up like a Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon match 
for somewhere down the line, mania or whatever, you know? So that's all I saw. Like I said, I just speak out the ass sometimes, but it, it was, it was kind of bad in my, in my opinion, this match. I wasn't happy with it. I, I disagree. Cause I liked it. I enjoyed the intentional screw ups with McMahon and Brian. Um, mm. I think I agree. It's holding up one person's career and that's Nakamura's. I yeah. felt like he didn't really need to be in this match whatsoever, but then again, yeah. he had nothing, nothing else for him at the moment in time, so why not? Um, Orton could take a loss because at the moment in time, he's done everything possible. He's just showing up as new Herrick style, so whatever yeah. he could do, he's getting paid for it. So he could come out with freaking man bikinis on <laughs> and still get paid a million dollars. So, you know, he's okay. Um, I think this is the best thing for Sami Zayn in a long time. I think um, this is the most prominent he's been in the WWE since NXT because before this, he really wasn't doing anything. He was barely on SmackDown or Raw in matches. He was barely on pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. He, he has been floundering. And if it wasn't really for the Owens rivalry he had even coming up on the main roster, we probably would have never seen him any, anywhere else. I mean, I can't even remember another Sami Zayn rivalry besides Owens on the main roster. So I think this really has helped Sami above all. Owens, it depends. Where this goes, we could see if he's actually going to continue with this heel persona uh, against authority. I, I love the whole yep movement thing. I think it's hilarious. I think their chemistry is just hilarious as well, too. Um, uh, the champagne scene at the end was just hilarious later on in the day. But um, champagne showers all day over Dasha. Um, at the same token, too, I feel that, yes, I agree. Um... It seems that they're trying to do something with Shane and Brian. I don't know where his health is at right now. I know he's been saying that uh, once his contract is over, he's looking to wrestle again. Yeah. Um, that's all I'm hearing. I hear that all the other doctors besides the WWE doctors are saying that he's medically clear. He can go out yeah. there and do his thing. So we're not sure if we're seeing Brian actually get his release. With the decision, decision comes where um, there was a lot of controversies throughout the match. Um, uh, Brian accidentally messed up a cover from Shane, and then Shane was with the cover when uh, do a cover when um, Sami Zayn rolled up Orton, stopped the count mid two, and caused a whole kind of havoc. Everybody was like, "Ooh, ah, why did you do that, Shane?" And then uh, Sami mm-hmm. once again rolled up Orton, and and Brian did the fast count for one, two, three. Walked out the ring with Owens and Sami Zayn. So we'll see Tuesday mm-hmm. what happens there. The only thing that I really did like about this whole build-up, this whole storyline, whatever you want to say for this match, it was that it was kind of like the the indies sticking up for the indies. Yes. Like, yeah, that's what I. That's the only thing I enjoyed about this whole storyline, or I'm enjoying about the storyline. It was kind of like uh, Brian sticking up for that underdog for the indie since you know Owen Sammy came from that indie him himself. He was like, "Hey, I'm sticking with my indie brothers." That's why I enjoyed it, but I. I get what you're saying. This is the best thing right now for Sammy, but I can't get into this watching Sammy walking down the ramp like a spoiled little brat, you know, <laughs> at the age of 13. Like, yeah, I'm defying my mom, you know, with the hat turning sideways. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, I just can't get into that, bro. Honestly, that's so stupid for him. He can do so much better. You know, I was hoping they were going to lose because I know in ROH he had this awesome gimmick with Owens as well, too, as El Generico 
where he mm-hmm. had this, you know, Mexican luchador mask on. And I was yeah. really hoping we were going to get the debut in WWE since they fired <laughs> Sami Zayn. Yeah. We are going to get the debut of El Generico. That would have been <laughs> epic. <laughs> that would have been hilarious, bro. But it's um, okay. But my question to you real quick about Owens, where you said you don't know if he, uh, how long he's going to continue this heel. Do you think, one, he would work as a face? And two... I enjoyed it. How did you feel about that Kevin Owens, the the new face of America? How did you feel about that gimmick? I felt that was short-lived. I think that had Mm -hmm. a lot of legs to go for for at least about a good four or five months. Mm -hmm. But I really think they really somehow, someway want to push the Shane McMahon angle. Maybe they see a bigger plan for Mania. That's why they're doing it so early now. Um, Because I heard from earlier this year that the plan was to have Shane and and Owens taking on each other at Mania. But mm. since they did this early, maybe they scrapped that for something a little bit better. I'm not too sure what it is, but we'll see what happens. I definitely think that Owens isn't due for a face turn. Mm. As much as I would love to see him at the top of either Raw or SmackDown as the biggest heel there, I think Vince saw his last run as Universal Champion on Raw a little lackluster because he was the the scared heel kind of like a Seth Rollins in a way when yeah. he had the title so I think they don't trust him enough to be the big bad of Smackdown just yet especially with their investment with gender right now so it's tough he could play so great as a baby face right now I think he could appeal to so many people in the audience um so many kids could love you know the bigger guy getting a spotlight and if he improved that friendship with Sami Zayn <laughs> as faces, I could see him as the best friend faces for at least a year. They could rule the tag team division if they really want to. So it depends. What about you? Yeah, that's a great tag team right there. Put those two together. They could actually you know, be a legit tag team, make a run. I, I, I see where... I, I mean, I love him as a heel because you know, you've, you've heard news and you've seen clips where this guy has made... Uh, kids crying house shows. You get what I'm I love saying? it. So, love it. Yeah, I love him as a heel because he's so great. But behind doors, this dude is a teddy bear. Yeah. You know, he is such a nice individual. He is a great person, a beautiful soul. So, the, and the fact that he has a child, um, he has a son, it, it could work to his advantage for a face uh, run because uh, there are a lot of kids in the crowd. He can just somehow, they can just incorporate him as this lovable guy, you know, since. He has a son, and make 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 it work. I, I can see him working as a face, but I, I mean, I just prefer him as a heel. But hey, if we don't want him to go stale. We don't want him to, you know, fall into that. We don't know what to do with you right now. Exactly. Him and Sammy, not that they're there, but they're close to there. So, how did you feel about the the ending of this match? Was it weird to see, or shocking at least, to see Brian do the fast count? I mean, we knew there was going to be some effery, whether it was um, McMahon or Brian. I wasn't shocked because, like I said, well, people say, oh, I could be shocked because he was supposed to be the, you know, he was supposed to be the guy that's going to call it down the middle. Yeah, why did you do do the count? Um, But we know why he did it because McMahon, you know, held up his hand. Um, But I also see that he did it because, hey, you know, like I said, He's standing behind his indie brothers, and with what McMahon did, he said, F it, this is how I'm going to do it. You know, and it was on his side of the ring as well. So I feel it was great. It, 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 I, I don't know. I, like you said, 
his his medical conditions. But to me, all I can see that they're they're just probably working up a match between Shane and Brian if he gets cleared. Okay, so how did you feel about it? Well, you... me personally, I loved it because I've been dying to. F- I love Daniel Bryan's heel work. Number one, I yeah. think when he was wrestling, his heel work was superb. Uh, when he when he was first introducing the Yes Chant to, to get over, and he was getting booed. Was yeah. great. The whole uh, "I'm vegan, so I'm better than you" was great. His whole yeah. thing of AJ was great. Um, just him in general. And even when you're looking at that Total Divas, he's such a schmuck. Like, yeah. like he's making fun of everybody. And I think when I like... When Nikki is great. Yes! <laughs> yes! He's like the, the, the biggest <laughs> asshole of them all. So I yeah. like that Brian. I don't like Cookie Cutter or Daniel Bryan that much. Same thing with Cena. I like Monotone, I hate you, I'm gonna bury you, Cena. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'll say no. that any day. <laughs> people ask for a John Cena heel turn, just watch Total Divas. Yes! <laughs> Berries everybody. Yeah, Nicole, big... I told you. Yeah, I told you, Nicole. I am sorry if I let you on. Like he is so he just talks so hilarious, bro. But no. Um definitely, definitely, um, yeah, Brian is way better as a heel. And I feel that um so, this is real way back. I also feel that he's just Hasn't you know the 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 company hasn't really valued him you know oh no I I always go back to that disrespect where Sheamus freaking kicked him in less than three seconds and he lost the title on Mania yeah it, it, I, I I they could do so much better with him I, I I hope he comes back I mean I've never really been the biggest Daniel Bryan fan but as a heel and when he's choking out John Cena with cables hey I'm all for it. <laughs> I definitely hope that this leads something down the line where Brian does turn heel or at least something happening with Brian, at least at Mania. If not, and this is maybe his final year in the company and he's going out for bang, hopefully for better ventures, then more power to him. He's yeah. going to go out for bang no matter what. I see he's growing out that hair, so something has to be happening. Yeah, definitely. So quick question to you. Why do you – he says – this is just real political and this is off. Um, but he says that every other doctor clears him. And WWE's doctors don't clear him. Do you think WWE is holding him back on purpose? Um, yes and no. I think they don't want a lawsuit because okay. of the fact that they've seen what's happening with all the people who have been concussion-driven in the company mm. and see where that has led to. Mm. And, you know, when you look at people who have really been either paralyzed, died, or have went insane because of constructions uh constructions I mean concussions themselves, <laughs> I think WWE doesn't want to get their hands dirty right now. I think yeah. the only person that they see they're getting their hands dirty right now is with Brock because of the steroids. Other than that, they don't yeah. want to take a risk with someone who's already went through about four or five concussions and they don't want to be the cause of him snapping or something literally happening where he can be paralyzed for the rest of his life. They don't want another Bret Hart basically. Mm-hmm. They don't want another Bret Hart. They don't want another Edge. Okay, cool. I thought you, uh, for some reason, I thought you were going to say they don't want another Chris Benoit. Uh, but... oh, no, no, you don't. No, no, oh, we'll, we'll get into that. Real straight, no, straight talk right now. They don't, yeah. want a, they don't want another Chris Benoit or Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, and if you look at those two people right there and you look at their past matches, they've taken chair shots to the head like no other, especially Benoit. So mm-hmm. they don't want a case where suddenly. Brian turns into a freaking vegan monster and murders everybody in the household. You know, it's it's 
it's it's funny, yeah, but at the same time, it's true. You know, you never know what could happen when it comes to those brain injuries. And the last thing they want to do is scramble this dude's head with another tombstone, and then we hear a news report <laughs> two weeks later. So you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, your comparisons to the last these are so great. Tombstone, and I, I was I was laughing because I was thinking about Scott Pilgrim. You know, he got psychic powers because he's vegan. So. <laughs> Yeah. But you know the WWE uh, has their hands full with that. You know, if you look throughout yeah. their whole career with mistakes they have done, you know Owen Hart, Darren Draws, falling off, mm-hmm. uh, getting, getting par- paralyzed by D'Lo Brown, uh, mm-hmm. a slew of people that have been either paralyzed, dead, or have committed murder because of certain things in wrestling. I think yeah. that's why they don't want to get their hands dirty with Brian. I feel like they could see a potential mm-hmm. case, and they're trying to stray away from that as much as possible. And to be honest, uh, Daniel Bryan looks like one snapmare away from he snapping is. himself. He does. He does. He, does. he looks like he's on edge. At it. He looks like he's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> so we're going to get off the ticking time bomb for a second. We'll see what happens on Tuesday see if that progresses a little bit better. For now, though, we're going to get into the main event of the night, which, in my opinion, was the best match of the night. I don't know about you, but I felt like this mm-hmm. um, in both Competitors, it was a, always a great match with AJ Styles, but to me, I think this was Jinder Mahal's best in-ring performance to date. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even going to say nothing bad uh, about what you said. I feel that this match was epic, best match of the night. We know what kind of performance we're going to get from AJ. Phenomenal, you yes. know, all pun intended. You know, we're going to get that great, phenomenal performance from AJ because he's such a workhorse. He carries anybody, puts them over. He's great in the ring. Jinder... Uh, I love what's going on with gender. I love this repackaging. I love this second chance. I, I love everything about him. The look, that that snarling look that he gives you when he comes out, his intro. I mean, his, his everything about the modern day Maharaja, I love, bro. So the fact that this dude went out there and, like you said, had his best match at, at, without, to, uh, to a certain point, without the, the Singh brothers interfering. Yep. It, it it was epic to see. It was great. It showed that he's a, a workhorse as well. He can do it without interference. And um, also, I didn't get to see that match. Uh, I don't know if it was televised or whatever, where um, AJ beat him in Manchester. I did. But it was a good match as well, it, too. That's what I was going to say. If I saw that match, but seeing this match, I feel that, like I said, I didn't see the first one. But after seeing this one, I feel that AJ and Jinder have great chemistry in the ring. Definitely. I, I feel that they are two two players that have great chemistry and are storytellers in there. And I can see this rivalry running possibly, you know, until Mania if they want to extend it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh pissed seeing this on a weekly basis every Tuesday, these two guys in a great heated rivalry like a uh, Edge or Undertaker. And honestly. You, you know what? This is what Jinder needed. He needed uh a rival, and he hasn't yeah. had a rival since winning the title. You know, he won it off of Orton, had those yeah. matches with Orton, which were a little off. You know, the best parts about those matches were Orton just beating the hell out of Singh Brothers. He had his matches. Oh, against... he almost killed him. Yes, I guess <laughs> that freaking back body drop when he landed <laughs> on his head was devastating. Um, yeah. He had his matches against Nakamura, which kind of felt flat. I think they just didn't have the Very. chemistry um, to really extend that feud. And, of course, now with AJ, I really feel like, number one, AJ makes anybody look better. But at the same token, I feel gender 
um, his moveset complements AJ and AJ's moveset mm-hmm. complements Jinder. I feel like Jinder had so much to play with in this match that AJ trusted him with. Um, yeah. He had new movesets as well, too. He had that gut buster, which was great. He had... Yeah. And I know this was a dig at Ryback because Ryback stays shit on this guy on his podcast um, because, you know what, Ryback's mad jealous that he doesn't get the opportunity that Jinder got. So, fuck Ryback. Yeah, fuck Ryback. <laughs> Misogynistic pig. Seriously, straight yeah. up. He can stay in Sin City be all jacked up making his protein bars. <laughs> read the secret. Fuck off. The big, the big guy. <laughs> the, the big guy. I'm sorry. Go stay in Jersey and do uh, and do, do some regular promotions and try to be a big king in Australia for no reason. You can do that, mm-hmm. all right? Go cry somewhere else. Other than that, he even tried to sign for Bellator. For some reason. You know what? Aww, Please, that, let bro. me get Jack Swagger whipping that Swagger ass all over hell, Ryback. Hell yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> but anyway, I even saw him take a dig at Ryback because he even did the, what is it called? The Shell, the shell Shack? What is it called? That little freaking fisherman buster that Ryback used mm-hmm. to do? Yeah, the Shell Shack, yeah. He actually pulled that off on AJ and it looked 10 times better than Ryback could ever do yeah. it. So, Jinder pulled out all, all the stops in this match. Definitely, uh, it, it, like you said, we saw a new move set. We saw AJ fully because I've always described wrestling as a dance from two people where they had they trust each other, and we saw the trust in AJ that he had with Gender because through the whole match, Gender was putting the beats on AJ. We oh, yeah. saw AJ trusting him. You know, the, I, I like that. Some people may have found it boring, but I I, I love that confidence. Gender, where I'm whooping your ass outside the ring, I'm sliding halfway, get to reset the count, come back out, whoop you again. I enjoyed it. I even enjoyed I thought I was going to see a brain buster when he threw him on the yeah. side of his shoulder. I was like, is that a brain buster? Like, so, but yeah, no. Um, and, and then great match because it, 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 we saw the tables turn where then we started seeing AJ doing his thing. And um, it, it was an epic match. I feel that. There, there were no losers in this match. I no. feel that, you know, AJ, of course, is AJ. And this match, even though it's a loss, this match helped Jinder. This is what he needed because after he won the title, I mean, his title reign, in my eyes, I loved it. But like you said, he did not have that antagonist. And AJ is being that perfect antagonist for him. He's that rival because, like you said, all those matches with Orton – those matches with Nakamura fell flat. And he just has great chemistry with AJ. And like I said, best match of the night. I would not mind seeing this rivalry on a Tuesday basis every every week. No, definitely. I mean, AJ just performed great as always mm-hmm. with that 450. I love yeah. the storytelling because even yeah. in the beginning of the match, this is old school wrestling right here. You know, working on Jinder's legs in the beginning of the match. Mm-hmm. And that was the downfall of Jinder right there, you know. You know, trying to hit the Styles Clash didn't work. Trying to hit the 450 didn't work. And then finally hitting the calf uh, crusher, as they're calling it in WWE. Yeah. Um, um, hitting that calf crusher and then reversing it, a la Chris Benoit almost in a way as well, too, WrestleMania 20, to get yeah. him in the middle of the ring and tap him out was beautiful to see as well, too. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to see them continue. If, they, if it goes to Rumble, that'd be great. But how do you feel about this? Knowing that Jinder uh-huh. lost this match... Do you would you rather see Jinder get a, a shot at Rumble and then either possibly winning at Rumble, or would you rather see Jinder enter the Royal Rumble and win the Royal Rumble? I I, I feel too. I feel like it's a double edged sword. I feel that 
if you were just to straight rematch it at Rumble and if Jinder was to lose. If you rematch it at Rumble, Jinder has to win. Yeah. To keep the rivalry going, to keep it going, to keep the match going, to keep Jinder relevant. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to see that only if Jinder was to win. Um, but if it's to lose, I would not like to see it. I would take my chances with entering the Rumble. But this is the thing. The Rumble, in my eyes, has broken careers. Yeah. In the sense where if the crowd doesn't want you, if you win and the crowd doesn't want you, that's it. You're toast. You know, you're done. We have seen it with Batista. We have seen it with Roman Reigns because this was at the time where... Now to cut you off, they pushed those guys as faces, though. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, definitely, I would take my chances with the Rumble, but I said, like, I feel it's a double-edged sword because if the crowd doesn't want you, uh, but like you said, they would push his faces. That's true, you know. Um, but he's being pushed as a heel, then, yeah, it, it, there wouldn't be no problem. But I would take my chances at gender winning the Rumble because, like I said, right now, if he was to straight rematch it and if he loses, he's no longer relevant for that title. How would you like to see it? Um, as much as I want to see him win, because I see it going this way. If he beats AJ at the Rumble, he's only going to lose it at Mania, most likely to Cena, unfortunately. Ah, so, so wait, what title reign is Cena at? 15? Uh, yeah, no, he's at 16 he still- already. Oh, he tied it? Yeah. Wait, he tied it. He oh, tied okay. it. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bad day, Ric Flair. <laughs> so I think that'll be his crowning achievements for Mr. America to vanquish the freaking oh, foreign threat at Mania. There you Did go. You that see? screams McMahon right there. Yeah, that screams McMahon. Because look, it, it, freaking look what he did to Rusev when Rusev came out on the Bulgarian tank. Like, yes. That was a great but, day. <laughs> this, is, it, this is the thing where... It sucks. And it's the fan in me. This is the fan in me strictly right now. It sucks. Because what this gimmick, what this packaging has done for gender, I don't want to see it end. Yeah. But unfortunately, it is going to have to come to an end. And it's just like, I don't want to. I want to see as much of the Monday Maharaja I can, as I can. Because right now, um, he's a top heel. Yeah, honestly, in my opinion, he's he's a great heel right now. He's top heel right now in the company, in my opinion. So, I just don't want to see him get screwed over, or I just want to see him in that title picture as much as I can. Honestly, that's that's the fan of me saying talking. I mean, even as if it was a demotion after another healthy title reign, mm-hmm. he still has a healthy run with the U.S. title because he can make that work for his gimmick as well too. You know, he he's a champion that America hates. But yeah. he's going to represent it because he's going to defend the country when no one else wants to defend the country as well, too. So he can make a mockery of the title. He can make a mockery of, of the people who have worn like, that title. like Kind of like a Muhammad Hassan, almost. Maybe. Yeah, like Muhammad Hassan. Yeah. Maybe. That's, that's touchy, though. See, that's the thing. If he was to embrace that, I, I feel that it would have to be the... the <laughs> I think JR used to say the intestinal fortitude. It, 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 it would have... It, it would be if he's ready to embrace that heat because we know a lot of people uh, can't take that heat, but then we know some people that could take that heat because he could take that title, <clears throat> just walk in the ring and just throw it. You get what I'm saying? Yep. And just throw it, make a mockery of it, even kick it. You know, yeah. this is this is just um, lineage aside. Let's just talk straight belt, gold, you know, what it is. Aside, let's just take the lineage outside and what 
players have held this title. We're just talking it as material right now, people. So do not, you know, get mad. But it, it would be so great because he could just walk in the ring, throw it, kick it, even step over it, you know, and that would make people's bloods boil and that would keep him relevant. Yeah. If he was to be a U.S. Tight, uh, US champ. I, I like that right there. What you said, I like that right there, honestly. And that's legs after another title shot, uh, heavyweight championship run as well, too. He has legs for another mm-hmm. year with that. And he should do what Owens should have done with the U.S. title. He should have stomped on it and then brought out, or like what Lance Storm did in WCW, make it the Canadian championship and yeah. just rep it like that. Mm-hmm. Or just put like a bootleg flag over it. Jinder can do was, the same thing, too. I was going to say that, yeah. Take the U.S. title. Swap out the red, white, and blue and put in the, what is it, white, orange, and orange yeah. for, for India and just color in the title just like that. And, you know, that, that would be freaking great, man. It's just up to gender if he can take that heat. Because, you know, sometimes that's where you start getting the death threats. That's where you start getting the craziness. Because sometimes, most of the time, not sometimes, but you have those fans that do not know how to separate the fake from the real. You get what I'm saying? And the, that's where it comes into if he's up to taking that heat. Well, this I looking at Jinder now in retrospect, I hope that he does recover from this loss. I think yeah. he definitely will. I think the pay-per-view in general was fun. I think it was a nice way to leave 2017 because, honestly, it kind of reminds me of the whole theme of 2017. Wasn't too great, wasn't too bad, right in the middle, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm actually happy about this pay-per-view for the first time in a long time i could sit here and say hey wwe put on a great pay-per-view once again these are my opinions i feel that you know they put on a great pay-per-view yesterday it was great for what it was worth it wasn't really over the top it was just that we're gonna not play it safe but we're gonna give you a average great pay-per-view you know above average b plus in my eyes you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i enjoyed it it was a great cap off um Great pay-per-view, great matches, just two fell flat. And I, I'm I'm happy. I, I'm I'm even gonna jump on the network and rewatch this pay-per-view, honestly. So hey. I, I enjoyed it. I was gonna ask you, this is just real off topic. I was gonna ask you two things. Two things. You know me, I'm just real ranty. What was up with that schmuck that had the Final Fantasy Eight Sucks sign? Did you <laughs> keep that? Did you peep that? <laughs> I know you had to peep that. Yeah, I peeped that. I was like, wait, why is this schmuck still stuck on Final Fantasy? We're up to 15 and you're still stuck on 8? It's okay. I got you. There's a <laughs> sh- If we're going to call a schmuck to the audience, I got another yeah. schmuck to call out. I, yeah. I have a gripe with this guy, okay? Uh-huh. This Trent Reznor fucking Davey Havoc from AFI oh. looking motherfucker who's always in the front row. The every- slim dude. Yes. yes monotone. Yeah. <laughs> I have a gripe with this guy, okay? <laughs> Get him off my TV already. Yeah. I don't know if he has season tickets with his little freaking trailer park wife. I don't know what it oh. is, but Davey Havoc needs to leave already. <laughs> now that we're talking about schmucks in the crowd, I have two. He kind of reminds me. I don't know if people peeped it, but, but people that have been watching wrestling for a while may have seen this guy. He reminds me of... You remember back in 97, 98, in your house, 93, 90s, early, like that, 80s and 90s. Um, Do you remember that guy that was always in the crowd looking like Howard Stern with the long hair and the small specs? (laughs) Do you remember him? (laughs) He's kind of turning into that dude. Um, But another dude in the crowd that is not a schmuck that is great, that I was laughing, 
Remember, I was going to say this about the match, but I got so sidetracked. Um, I know this is random. Remember when Kevin Owens splashed, they hit the frog splash on um, this guy on the table outside the ring yeah. in the match? And then the crowd started saying, um, holy shit, yeah. or whatever. Did you see the father with his baby bouncing him up and down like, holy shit, <laughs> holy shit. Did you see that? I saw that. That guy deserves the best dad award right there. Exactly. He does, man. That guy rules, bro. I'm sorry. That guy every day probably makes fun of punting his kid in the room and saying it wasn't my fault. Exactly. He's the type of father that he'd be last riding and jackknifing his son on yoga mats and stuff. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I had to plead those moments, bro. I had to bring them up, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that concludes that pay-per-view. The next one's going to be Royal Rumble. I know one big um, match has been announced for the Royal Rumble. It's very unprecedented. It is the first inaugural female Royal Rumble to debut at the Royal Rumble this year. Oh, next year, actually. So mm-hmm. that's uh, going to kick off 2018 with a bang. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that's in due time for the female Royal Rumble, or do you think it could have waited. Mm, I feel I feel it's about time because we see that they're trying to not make these women eye candy and pieces of meat and make them play on the playing field as men. Yeah. You know, where where they're putting them on that plateau, on that plane, on the same level of hey, they can do what the guys could do, you know, and sometimes they put on better matches. So I, I'm excited for it. It's just Let's not have another effery like Money in the Bank. Yeah, definitely. You know? So if they play it right and if it goes smooth and it's legit, legit, no interference, a actual female winning it without any help, without any interference, without nothing, then, hey, it, it's great. I'm all for it. Mm. Second question. Do you feel now that we could be at a age, seeing that we look at the main event of WrestleMania as – Anybody could be in it now. You know, mm-hmm. we've been seeing Roman Reigns as the main event, you know, first taking out Taker, um, and sometimes even Taker taking out Shawn Michaels. Sometimes the match itself could be as bigger than a title. So yeah. that being said, do you feel now in this generation we can actually see females finally main event at WrestleMania? Or do you think that's saying too much for Vince's eyes? Me, I, I, I can see it, but that's saying too much for Vince's eyes. I don't feel that he feels comfortable, uh, you know, being. I'm just, I, I don't feel, I, I don't feel he feels comfortable yet with allowing women to run the biggest stage uh, of, you know, wrestling. Right. I, I, I would love to see it. I would love to see it, but once again, if it's well worked and well played, then definitely, I, I'll. They could do it. They could do it. But I just don't feel that Vince is comfortable. He would just die backstage. Like, oh, my God. Like, so it definitely, 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 I, and it, it, it would be so much epic. You know, it, it would be something real different. If not, they can test the waters with a co-main event, you know, because a, a co-main event has always also been males. I say let's test it out with a co-main event, see the reactions, and then it's just all up to Vince if he's ready for it. How do you feel? All right. I'm going to throw a name at you. Yeah. And you tell me if it's co-main event or main event worthy. Okay. So, we'll say that Charlotte keeps her championship to Mania, okay? Okay. We had this Royal Rumble, and maybe they have 30 women to fill in. Maybe they don't. Maybe mm-hmm. we see some surprises in there. Okay. What if you saw, and it may be disrespect to some people, but I could see it being played as a real big thing if they take it serious. Mm-hmm. 
the person who wins the the first female Royal Rumble was Ronda Rousey. Oof. Hmm. If it's Ronda, co-main event. Wow, um, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't. Don't you see the thing is you're giving Ronda main event just because of the name. Exactly. I I, I feel that. Don't get me wrong. I, I I mean I still have yet to get into her character, but legit she has not done nothing for the sport that she deserves a WrestleMania title shot, co-main. I mean main event. You get okay. what I'm saying? So no, if it's Ronda, uh, co. Anybody else, depending the name, or let's just stick within Ronda's uh. A group, if it was Shayna Baszler, I would probably say a main event. I only say possibly main event because I don't see anybody right now at this moment in time that besides Charlotte that can Mm. really carry the main event for WrestleMania. I only say this too because if you really want to push women as the main event of something such as a WrestleMania, you need to have someone who has the name recognition that could draw the fans around the yeah. world. And I feel like if you even market this as Ronda's first wrestling match, you just have mm-hmm. her not even wrestle until Mania from mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble, I think that would be worthy enough to main event it. Does she deserve it? No, but if you look at the bigger picture for women's wrestling, it could launch them to something bigger down the line if they wanted to. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> you know me. I'm harsh. I'm real, real. I know, real I know. OD, yeah. So if 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 you look at it, the marketing aspect. If you look at it, the longevity. Okay, I would have to agree with you. But if you look at it at the, because I, I like I said, I'm the hard ass. I'm I believe in respect and elders, and I would just feel really uncomfortable if she was just to come. They launch her into a title shot real quick. You know, being credible competitors on your roster right now that that's just me though you know i feel you but but i understand the money business and i understand the aspect of of you know bringing the viewers to to the television do you do you do you, do you see real quick do you have it, it, i mean if they don't inject any any um surprises could you see oscar winning the first rumble um i wouldn't want it because it, it it's a double-edged sword because mm. Eventually, she's going to have to lose. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to see her lose. I rather, you know, yes, I do. I'd rather see her lose credible to a credible okay. person than fuckery like a Goldberg and the freaking taser happening. <laughs> you know, so like I, if, if it were to be like a Charlotte that defeats her clean, I would like yeah. that. If it were to be, um, let's say, in the woman's roster right now. Uh, I can't in the, in the Raw women's roster. I can't really say in the Raw women's roster because I don't see anybody that credible. Maybe a Paige. Maybe. Yeah. Um, um, who else is there? Because I don't even see Sasha Banks. I, even though she has the fans, I, I wouldn't want to see Sasha Banks defeat Asuka. I'd rather see someone that, that that holds a threat. Even a Nia Jax I could see beat her as well, too, if it was that mm-hmm. uh, if it was a rough physical match. But... I, I don't. It 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 depends because uh, if I see her in the rumble, of course people are gonna want her to win. But then who is she gonna go against at Mania? And mm-hmm. then like it's the chase for the title. Who's gonna be Alexa Bliss? But right now Alexa Bliss is cold because Paige has just came back. So what is it? It's gonna yeah. be Oscar versus Paige. That's still fun, in my opinion. That wouldn't be even main event status though. Yeah. So How do you... that's tough. 
How do you feel now that you spoke, spoke about Naya? How do you feel about this stupid thing that they're doing, popping her at 205? How you doing? How do you feel about that? To try to make 205 relevant as much as possible, man. And I feel yeah. bad about it because it has legs to grow by itself if you let the boys wrestle. That's what I was going to say, yeah. If you let these boys wrestle, they can elevate the 205. Exactly. You're like, you want that indie crowd. You want that NXT crowd. You want mm-hmm. that ROH crowd, that PWG crowd. Um, go let these – let Cedric and Noam Dar go to town. Yeah. You know, no holes bar. You know, let um, Drew Gulak and Tony Nieces go to town one night. Let freaking my man Captain Hook – because he's still great in the ring, Brian Kendrick, go toe-toe with Kalisto with no restrictions. Let mm-hmm. them have fun. And you will mm-hmm. see. Let Grand Metal League take on uh, um, freaking, um, what's his fucking guy's name again? First Cruiserweight Champion, TJP. Oh, yeah, TJP, yeah. Let them go to town like they did in the Cruiserweight Classic. And you'll see great matches that people will gravitate to. But mm-hmm. now, you know, they're doing this whole live tour with Naya incorporated they're even putting the bray wyatt matt hardy feud on 205 live as well too i'm like why like you have talent up your ass to really make a division and get that core audience that you don't get with nxt or or that you you're that are lingering because you want to see some high-flying competition you'll get Mm -hmm. that if you let the boys wrestle man yeah no definitely that 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 division that that show just needs to let let loose because especially now with the acquisition of Hatami coming in and Hatami's oh. a great talent, you know, he's just going to be hindered. And what they're doing right now with school five with this whole Zoltrain, train is stupid with this whole Zoltrain, train where they're just like, uh, locking up these talents where they're not allowing them to wrestle just because the show two five is really revolving around Enzo right now. So, um, but my question to you is just real quick. Um, Aside from, you know, I mean, yeah, money makes the world go round. But how do you feel letting the guys wrestle, right? Letting the guys wrestle, keeping Neville around still because Neville walked out because of the whole Zoe Enzo stuff or whatever. How do you feel that if they would have just kept Neville around, let the guys wrestle? Do you feel like that would be more successful than what they're doing right now with I Enzo? Mean- Realistically speaking, you have to interject storylines somehow, some way into wrestling. You just got to find a medium between it. Um, I think where this lacks is because you have the stories down. It's just you mm-hmm. don't have the wrestling to go along with it, which suffers because all these guys are talented. Um, yeah, I think Neville would have been great as well, too. But I think someone like Enzo is needed in these things as well, too, to bring that other audience in there, to, to mm-hmm. bring... Uh, a type of audience, or like the kids, or the guys who want to see the guy, the guy with the chicks all the time, wants to see the guy get beat, get his ass beat all the time. You want to bring that audience as well too. So he has a niche in this division which other people can't capture right now. That's his thing. It's welcomed, but at the same token, though, you need to have his comeuppance already with someone credible. But do yeah, I that's true. But do you feel this is how I feel? Like I said, I feel that. He's just getting his shine. Not saying that these any other guys can cannot talk because you know Brian Kendrick talks great as well. You know, um, he's a great talker. But I feel that it's effed up in a way because what they're doing, hypothetically speaking, they're handicapping these great wrestlers because Enzo can talk his ass off, but he can't wrestle. But these other guys can wrestle. But when it comes to the talking, sometimes their charisma 
You get what I'm saying? So I feel like they're handicapping and just handling this 205 all wrong. I may be wrong. That's just me. First things first, in my opinion, if you really want to have this cruiserweight division succeed, you need to move this over to SmackDown, which they had more eyes to really play with when it comes to wrestling. That's one. Yeah. Two, another thing you need to do was mix them up with the main roster anyway, because when you designate them as just a division of small guys, that's what they're always going to be. You know, yeah. uh, it's it's really tough when you see someone like Finn Balor tag teaming with Hideo Itami, knowing that one person is elevated to one standard and the other person is elevated to another standard. So it's yeah. like they're the same size. They're different, but the same. It's like, yeah. I don't know how to, how to feel about that. As, as a new eye on the, on the product, do I look at Finn Balor like, oh, he must be on that 205 live show. No, no, he, he fights against Braun Strowman. Oh, why doesn't Cedric Alexander fight against Braun Strowman? Oh, because he's a cruiserweight. Yeah. It's like they have that moniker there that kind of hinders them a little bit. It sucks. Yeah, and this show was doomed from the first time when McMahon said, hey, we're gonna, you're going to be on Raw, but you're not going to do your high-flying stuff. Yeah. You know, so that right there was already doomed because they had a great tournament on the WWE Network. And then to this right now, it kind of sucks, man. But we're sorry about that rant. No, nah, that's okay, man. <laughs> well, that wraps up everything on them. This part there, man. Where can people find you on social media? They can find me here on um, Bumpers underscore J Rants on the Kamora Chronicles co-hosting with you. They can find me on Jay's Corner. You know, we talk about anything, whatever pops up at the moment. They can find me on Sideshow Conversation doing me, you know, popping up once in a while over there with you doing your thing. And they can find me at Instagram uh, underscore J Rance, the same name is here. And they can find me on Twitter at EDM Trippy. And the Kamora Chronicles is on Podcast Republican iTunes as well. There you go, brother. <laughs> uh, they can find me on the Twitter at Uncanny underscore V. They can find me on Instagram at Val Cisco. They can find me here on Bumpers at Val Cisco doing sideshow conversations where we do things like this wrestling with my thoughts, movie reviews, comic book reviews, pop fives, you name it, we do it. Of course, with you co-hosting at the Kimura Chronicles, where um, you're John Finch to your George St. Pierre. <laughs> yes, yes. And of course, on the Facebook as well, too, where we put everything, whether it be the Kimura Chronicles, Sideshow Conversations, all in one at Sideshow Conversations. So check us out. Great reviewers. We're on iTunes. Podcast Republic, Bumpers. Um, you can probably find us on a different medium as well, too, on Google Play. Uh, find us on Twitter. Reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing on all the podcasts. Give us your opinions. If you want us to review anything differently, you know, go back and, you know, for the Kamora Chronicles, we're doing like a, like a rewind theater way. Where we're going back in time, looking at different UFC pride shows, strike force shows. So get up at us. We're always doing something fresh and funky. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. Get at us. Anyway, bro, it's always a pleasure doing this with you. Uh, Until the next way. one, man. All right, man.